Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 227 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am flying solo today. Um, it's not because I couldn't get anybody. I'm sure there were plenty of people on the network or, or other people that I have talked to in the past that would love to hop on and chit chat with me for an hour or so on the show, but I didn't feel like peopling today. Um, and we often talk about on the show, how important mental health is and how you have to can take care of yourself first, but I don't know that we're always great about like practicing what we preach. And so I was like, you know what? I want to put out an episode, but I don't want to people. I need some recharge time. So uh, what you're getting is going to be a little bit of an odd experiment today because I'm just going to talk at you for a little bit. And when I'm done, I'm done. And (laughs) that's what we're going to do today. Um, I figured it would be an opportunity to try something a little bit different and it would give me an opportunity to see how I like this format. And if it just feels like me rambling for way too long, or if it's something that you guys really like and that I'll have in my back pocket for days that I actually don't have anybody that I can get to podcast with me. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my weekly geekery. Uh, It has not been, there's not been a lot of weekly geekery time. It's been very, very busy with the holidays coming and the end of the school semester next week. I'm so ready for next week to be done. So ready for next week to be done. Um, the finish line is is visible, and we just have to make it there. But I am sitting here with a spiced apple chai tea, which I got from Adagio Teas, which I absolutely love and highly recommend. Um, I used to go to Tivana a lot when that those stores were around and get the loose teas. And I absolutely loved their, oh, what do they call it? They had an Earl Grey that was really, really good. Like Earl Grey creme, I think was what it was. And Adagio basically has a Earl Grey, um, they call it Moonlight, I think, that is basically supposed to be as close to the, the creme from Tivana as you can get. And that's what I have when I don't feel like coffee and I want to switch over to tea. I tend to go back and forth. Um, I don't have a lot of flavored special coffees. So when I feel like, especially around the holidays, I find myself doing more flavored teas. So today, yes, today I'm doing spiced apple chai and I just ordered uh, way too many uh, three ounce packages from Adagio for the holidays. So I think I've got... Um, a Christmas blend, and I've got a peppermint blend, and a chocolate truffle blend, and I'm very, very excited because I love different different types of teas. And Matt's not a big tea person, but he likes iced tea, and I'm not a big iced tea person, so we found this thing, and I'll have to try and, like, if you guys want to know about it, I can try and find the name of it, but it's for making tea, and basically you boil the water. You put, I think, twice as much tea as you normally would in the little steeper, and you put it in this big plastic cylinder. And then when you pour the the um, hot water into the cylinder and let it steep there, 
it makes like it fills like half the cylinder up. And then when you're done, you basically take a bunch of ice and fill the rest of it with ice and you you have instant iced tea. And it's really good. Like they have it proportioned out so that the ice that melts when you put it in there um, kind of lightens up the really heavily steeped tea that you already have and kind of evens out the flavor. And so what we tend to do is we tend to get the, the chai and black teas for like when we want hot tea. And then I try and get white teas that have more fruity flavors to them for when we make iced tea. And for somebody who like me, who doesn't really care for iced tea, I don't know what it is. Iced tea and iced coffee. I feel like both of those things should be hot. And so when you try and ice them, that just doesn't work for me. I'm not judging anybody it works for. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. Um, but I've found that I actually do like if I can get a, a strong enough flavor from the iced tea, it's not so bad with white teas. It doesn't have as much bitterness as black teas do. So yeah, so I'm, that's, this is what you're getting today. You're getting my ramblings about things like tea. But uh, I'm very, very excited. Like... Anytime I switch from coffee to tea, I feel like it's either seasonal. I don't know. There's just something. It's it's gotten cold this week. So I feel like it was like, okay, I need something that's more than coffee. I need something that's a little bit more of a, a thing. So I geeked out about tea this week. Um, I haven't been talking to anybody about Hawkeye. Like, I'm caught up finally. And, you know, a lot of people know Hawkeye is one of my favorite Marvel characters, probably one of my favorite Avengers, my probably my favorite Avenger, um, even before the movies. I was so excited that they were including, like when I saw the bow and arrow and, and Thor, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's going to be Hawkeye. So I was very excited about that. Uh, and I mean, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I'm not going to lie. And I think it's just because where I am in life right now, Kate Bishop can get a little bit intense. Like every once in a while, I'm like, oh my God, chill, just, just chill, Kate. <laughs> just, you're so extra right now. <laughs> you're at an 11. I need you at a no. Um, but, but other than, you know, just I, I, that's what the character is supposed to be. So she's doing a great job. But yeah, it's just I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I have to go back and read the comic that it's based on because I don't even remember if I finished it. I know it was a long time ago. I remember loving it when I was reading it, loving the aesthetic of it, and just like I'm waiting for him to put on that the t-shirt with the arrow on it and the sunglasses. Like I really hope they go like lean into the costume because she's been talking about it multiple times, and so I would love to see them get his his costume all set because you know he's really never had a, a, a very prominent costume in the movies so I'd like to see I'd like to see him get a little love and uh, I do like the fact that they've gone and made him hearing impaired because the character's always been hearing impaired in the comic books it's the idea that you know because his hearing is limited he he can see better it's the comp you know how your senses are supposedly will compensate for one another if you lose one or one gets diminished so that has been a part of the character for a really long time and so i think it's cool that they've brought it in and they're actually making the plot point so that's very enjoyable and i mean honestly a lot of my time has been spent editing as the dice roll like a lot of time 
and I love it. I, I do love it. I don't love the idea of it. <laughs> like it's one of those things that once I get started, I enjoy it. And it's like, okay, this is fun. Oh, I remember this. Oh, that was so, f- that person's so funny. I really enjoy it. Like I enjoy, I enjoy going back and re-experiencing it, but it's that whole mental, like forcing yourself to do something. You're like, oh, this is going to take an hour or two of my time. And I'd rather do something else. Like, it's the getting started. <laughs> I think that's a big part of, of um, I don't know, the holiday season or just when you're really tired. It's it's not even so much the activity that you're doing. It's the getting it started. So I have been doing a lot of As the Dice Roll editing. We had our season two um, finale and premiere of cautious optimism and in between there we did a special episode if you guys haven't watched watched if you guys haven't listened to as the dice roll you really like we would love it if you did give it a try i mean actual plays are not for everybody but we're really proud of what we're putting out there and we try and keep it down to every every episode is under an hour because it's not like <laughs> it's not like the ramblings of geekitude where we're like oh crap it's been two hours we probably should stop talking now. Um, it's much more about uh, trying to give it in digestible chunks, and I know there's a lot of people out there who are used to the epic four hours of some of the gaming groups that put up actual plays out there, but I know that there are a lot of people that want something smaller that they can, you know, that they can enjoy on a shorter commute to work, you know? And I think a lot of people have a commute that's under an hour. So that's why we try and keep it that way. That's why I try and keep it that way. Um, And it works. It, It works out pretty well. Because at least for cautious optimism, we record for two hours. And so I just kind of cut the episode at our mid show break. Uh, It's a little more complicated with what is not because we do three hours and take one mid show break. And I think that's okay because we actually do. Since we only do what is not every two weeks or so. um, I don't mind those episodes being a little longer. And I do cut out a good chunk of stuff. Not really. It's funny. I'm not cutting out dialogue or I'm just cutting out ums and stutters and repeats and um, pauses and stops. And that'll take out like a good five minutes for every hour recorded, anywhere from five minutes to 15 minutes. So, you know, it, it tends to, it tends to work itself down to half an hour an episode for, of content for cautious optimism and maybe 45 for uh, what is not. That's, you know, assuming no technical difficulties or anything, but so that's what we're doing with as the dice roll. And this week it was very nice. Somebody on Twitter who is a GURPS fan, which is what we're using to play cautious optimism was like, where are all the GURPS actual plays? And we have a listener, James shadow, who's wonderful. And has been promoting us all over the place. And so he you know, was like, hey, you should listen to As the Dice Roll. And this guy was like, well, why aren't these people well advertised? We need to get them advertising. And that made me feel good. It's like, yes, please. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, so and I've been I've been looking into groups a lot more lately. Uh, as I've mentioned on lots of episodes, I'm trying to get into solo role play a little bit because, um, you know, sometimes I just like to tell stories, and this is a way for me to kind of play my way through stories that I've wanted to tell or that I find interesting, and I like that idea of kind of exploring and discovering things that sometimes you don't always get to do when you're playing a role-playing game. Sometimes there's more action than exploration or you're trying to keep the narrative going. And so, yeah, so I'm looking into that and I'm really trying to learn how to play GURPS well so that when we get to a point in a game where we're like, I don't know what, what to do here, um, it can be a little bit more helpful because this is a complicated system. It's a really complicated system. And yeah, so I'm, I'm looking into a lot of that. And the only other thing that happened this week, as far as geekery goes, is we, we finished our fall play (laughs) and I use the word play loosely. Um, I don't remember how much I've talked about this on the show, but I started at the beginning of the semester with, I don't know, about 14 students cast in a production of Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, Up until like the week before Thanksgiving, we weren't allowed to have live performances. And now that we are allowed to have live performances, it's um, the, the rules are really, really restrictive. You have to get everybody tested multiple times. It's just a whole, whole thing. So uh, we just opted to record it. And, the media arts teacher is wonderful and she agreed to record our stuff for us. And this was way back in, I don't know, September, October. So we're rehearsing, we're rehearsing, rehearsing. And these kids are not used to being back at school. There is just this problem across the country right now with, you know, we let, we let the kids take care of themselves for 16 months. And so they just don't, they don't know how to be students anymore. And it's rough. And they didn't show up to rehearsal. <laughs> they just never showed up to rehearsal. So I ended up cutting half the cast. And that was down, got us down to about seven or eight. And I was like, all right, we're going to do the scenes for Midsummer that we can salvage. And then we're going to add some other secondary scenes and just make it a night of Shakespeare. And all this is going on, and it's not like the kids are not doing well. Like, they're really, like, they're, I've got some kids that are doing exceedingly well at Shakespeare. It's not easy. They've never worked with me before. And I'm getting them to do some pretty hard stuff. So I'm like, I'm happy with how it's coming out. I'm just like, I wish it would, you know, I wish we could do a whole show. And I had given them a, a shortened cut to begin with. So um, it's not like it was, I'm ex- expecting them to to two and a half hours of Shakespeare. It was like an hour, hour 15 cut. But anyway, so we reduced it down to an evening in Shakespeare. And then I had two more kids drop out. And so now we're down to six. And one, one of my girls was like, she was originally Peter Quince. And then when we cut all the mechanicals, cause they were the, primary ones that weren't showing up. Um, we were going to give her a scene from 12th night to do with the girl who's playing Oberon. And then she quit 
so <laughs> this this poor girl ended up taking on Oberon's part. She ended up having to memorize like three different characters and only got to use one of them. I felt bad. I felt really bad. But uh, Thursday we had the oh, and then the the final week of the this rehearsal week this past week, my lead got in trouble with her parents and I hate it when parents do this. They punished her by telling her she couldn't stay after school to do theater. So um, we had to move things around and we had her, um, she was in my six period class. So we just moved everything to six period and it was fine because the um, media arts teacher had six period prep so she came, set up, had a couple students help her. They recorded it, and it, it turned out really well. For a little fifteen-minute cut of, <laughs> we ended up with just fifteen minutes, all the all the lovers' scenes from Midsummer, and we put it together, and it's a good enough little story. Like it, it, it tells a little story. That's all we asked it to do. There were some line flubs. Um, they shot it twice because, or at least one of the scenes twice because they wanted some over-the-shoulder shots, which was really cool. But it's done. <laughs> it's done. It's been one of those things that's been very stressful because, you know, if you've been following me for a while, you know, the last show I did at my old school was Les Mis. And that's a huge, ridiculous cast of thousands show that I would have never thought I would have done in, um, in high school theater. And I am now doing like barely scraping together a 15 minute cut of Midsummer Night's Dream. So, you know, I, I understand why I understand where it's coming from, but for me, it's like, I just, I just want to go back to like putting on my really good shows <laughs> and I just have to be patient. I have to be patient with myself. I have to be patient with the kids. I have to be patient with the school. Like it'll get there. But, um, but yeah, so that's been my week. It's been my weekly geekery. It sounds like I've done a lot. Um, but <laughs> I go back to the weekly geek. I ordered tea online. Um, I caught up with Hawkeye and I edited as that I scroll and I put up my in quotation marks play. So that's what I did this week. Um, I'm going to take a quick commercial break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to just give you a little, I don't know, my ramblings, my little, Hey, here, little tidbits. You didn't know about Joe. Uh, just a little bit of things here and there. And so we'll be right back. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Beep, 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 beep. Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. And I'm back. And like I said before the break, I'm just going to give you some little, you know, basically what I did this morning is I looked around my desk 
And I said, what does my desk say about me other than I'm a, <laughs> that I'm a hot mess right now? Um, and so I was like, you know what? I want to tell people a little bit about some of the stuff that I'm into that I don't always talk about on um, on the show. Just because, you know, I, I'm always talking with somebody else and I, I don't always share the the same. Like, I don't want to I don't want to put them in a situation where we're talking about stuff that they don't know anything about. Um so I don't always bring this stuff up. Um, my my desk is full of crystals. I am I am big into crystals, and I don't necessarily buy into the the woo woo idea of crystals, like that they've got vibrations or magical powers or anything like that. But I do feel like there's a psychological effect with the associations that you make with things. So any rituals that you come up with that are part of your life or routines or anything you give um, symbolism to is, you know, is a psychological placebo that kind of helps you out with things. So I definitely kind of appreciate that certain crystals have certain associations and that if I feel like I need more positivity or I am just, you know, struggling with... Uh, being low energy, you know, I can take the symbol that is that crystal and kind of keep it with me and go, okay, this reminds me of, you know, this reminds me I need to be more positive or this reminds me that I need to kind of not let myself fall into a low energy point, you know, just kind of a little reminder that's like, Hey, be positive or Hey, you got this or Hey, um, you know, your positive influence, whatever it happens to be, whatever the association happens to be. I think the the type of crystal I have the most of is called black tourmaline. And if you've ever seen it, it's very cool. I'm sorry, you're going to hear rustling as I pick stuff up. Um, but it's like a very, very black, shiny, long crystal. And it looks a little bit like, I don't know, a little bit like lava rock, but it's not as bumpy. It's much more smooth. And um, I'm just a big fan of it. I've got a, a pendant and I've got a couple of chunks of it. And it's supposed to be for um, getting rid of negativity, which I can be very bad about. I can be a very negative person. I try not to be on my podcast, but in real life, sometimes I'm a very negative person. So it kind of reminds me, hey, you know what? Stop it. <laughs> don't do that. Um, so that's one of my favorites. That's what I've got out. I've have, I have gemstone dice, which I love uh, for those of you who listen to me play on as the dice roll. Um, my groups dice are Malachite, which are these is very, very cool colored green um, dice. And, it's one of my favorite stones. I absolutely love Malachi. Unfortunately, it's a little bit more of the expensive, one of the more expensive stones. So I have a lot of it. I think I just have the dice right now. Maybe a little shards of it here and there, but I have that. And then I have something called Labradorite. I have a full set of dice in that. And that's like, I've actually got two D20s in it. And, um, and then all of the, you know, D D6, a D12, a 2D10. D4, you know, the whole, the whole regiment of, of gaming dice in that. Um, I have pie stones, which are like little donut stones. 
Um, I have three of them, four of them. I have Red Jasper. Uh, no, I have three of them. Red Jasper, um, Tiger's Eye, which I like. It's kind of a yellowish brown color. It's very cool. And um, Obsidian. And I probably wear Obsidian the most just because it's associated with um, like protection and tend to absorb other people's feelings. Like I, like I think that's where the negativity comes from. Like if other people are in a negative space, I tend to go there with them. <laughs> it's always been something I've done. So it's just kind of one of those things to remind me like there's their emotions, not yours. Um, so yeah, I've got a fun piece of pyrite. If those, those of you who know what pyrite is, it's fool's gold and uh, it's shiny. And often if you, if you hear like clicking in the back of as the dice roll or any of these episodes, it's probably because I'm playing with my pyrite because it's just fun. I like to see it glitter. I'm a very easily amused individual. <laughs> it's like, Ooh, shiny. Um, so yeah, so those are my crystals. I've got other ones, but those are the ones that I kind of interact with the most or have the most, um, affinity for that. I enjoy the most. Um, yeah, I have those just kind of sitting on my desk. So if you can, I'm sure like when people come in and see it, they're, they're, they see a combination of dice and, uh, and crystals and they're like, what is going on here? But that is what I have. And then, um, I have a, um, an anvil. <laughs> I have a little, uh, jewelry anvil on my desk which I kind of love. It's kind of like a paperweight that I got. I don't even remember where I got it at this point, but um, my favorite, like I love Greek mythology and my, I know it's, it's sacrilegious. Everybody's like, Oh, you're a theater major. You probably love Dionysus. It's probably your favorite Greek, um, Greek figure. Nope. I like Hephaestus. Hephaestus is the Greek god of um, blacksmithing and the forge and fire. And I don't know why, but ever since I was like really little, I've just absolutely loved stories and like just the aesthetic of uh, Hephaestus. So, yep, I've got an anvil. I think that's the only Hephaestus type stuff I have on here. But, um, but yeah, I, I like it because I think, I don't know, it's a creative, it's a creative energy. And, uh, and he is thought of nowadays as the God of technology and introverts and, um, misfits. And I'm like, yeah, I can vibe with that energy. I'm pretty good with that. Uh, I have ridiculous amounts of journals that I never write in. Does anybody else do this? I collect journals and then never write in them because I'm always worried I'm going to ruin them. I have, uh, uh, two of my best friends at my old school were um, the other English teachers at the school. And one of them was like me, would not write in like new notebooks and stuff. And uh, the other one, they were best friends, would would like scribble in her notebooks so that it's, it's ruined. <laughs> so write in the damn notebook. And uh, I think I need somebody to come and scribble in my journals because I'm really bad about continually... Um, well, about not writing them, writing in them. They just kind of sit here and look pretty, but you know, that's okay too. So yeah, I have, I have lots of journals, big ones, little ones, leather canvas, 
the the two things that I think the one I collect is journals. The other thing is if I could, if I was, if I had lots of money and ridiculous amounts of space, I would collect desks. I don't know if anybody else out there, like you walk through my, my husband loves going furniture shopping. He loves decorating our home. He likes, I mean, if you walked into our home, most of the stuff that we have in there is Matt, Matt picked and approved. And that's fine because I don't, that's not my thing. But anytime we go searching for furniture, I always just like gravitate towards the desks. And I don't know why, maybe it's because I spend so much time at mine, but absolutely love different types of desks. And so if I was ever to be rich and have a huge house that I could just fill with stuff, um, I probably would just buy a bunch of desks and put them all over the place so that there was always a place to sit and do stuff. So yeah, desks. Um, I have my mystery machine. I've okay. So I've had a, a, a realization. I think I often say I'm a Scooby-Doo fan. I don't know that I'm a Scooby-Doo fan. I think I'm just a mystery machine fan. And, um, and I absolutely love the mystery machine. I think I've mentioned my husband got me mystery machine, um, Converse. I wore those the other day. <laughs> so this week we had, um, spirit week at our school and spirit week for those of you who don't know is usually like you wear a different theme um, every day and somebody thought it was a good idea to say well we're gonna have a winter wonderland on friday so let's everybody wear white <laughs> i'm a very large person and white is not a flattering color on people <laughs> of my size so um did it anyway wore the white wore white jeans white long sleeve shirt but I didn't have white shoes. I have brown shoes. And so I was like, well, I'm going to wear my Mystery Machine Converse. And I, it was fun. I, I really like those shoes. Um, so, yeah, I've got a Mystery Machine. I would love my very own Mystery Machine. But uh, Matt has said that I cannot spend $70,000 on a real, live, drivable Mystery Machine. And I, I get where he's coming from. I respect his opinions. <laughs> But, you know, it would still be very fun to have my own mystery machine. Um, I think the big thing that I have been, I'm just going to talk about a couple of things that I really want to kind of catch up on and have not and need to. Um, in true Aries fashion, I'm an Aries. I'm really bad Aries because um, I'm, I'm not the aggressive Aries, but uh, I am the Aries that starts many things and then never finishes them. And so I've got a couple of things that really hope that over my winter break, I will be able to get caught up on first was leverage. I think I made it to season five and on Lyle's prompting started that and absolutely love it and really would like to get back into it, but just have run out of the time. I think the last time I was watching it was over the summer when I had longer stretches of time to be able to watch it. So I do want to get back to leverage because I also want to see the new series, which I don't know. Lyle, you have to, to message me either in, in Slack or wherever. And let me know, are they going to do a season two? How was season one of the new leverage? Um, but that's definitely something on my list. And when I was looking around, I have all of these, like almost all, I think I have all the volumes of the walking dead omnibuses, the, the hardcover ones. And I want to go back and reread the comic book, but part of me also wants to go and watch 
the rest of the series, I stopped when they brought Negan in. And if you guys finished past that and think that that's worthwhile, let me know. Uh, I'd like to hear it. But I mean, all our talk about zombies in the last couple of months have made me want to go back and at least read the the comic book, if not finish up the series. And then I hear Fear of the Walking Dead got really good. And I want to go back and maybe check that out and finish that up. We only watched, I think, the first season of that. Um, I want to go back and read Fables. Again, another thing that I started and never finished. I would like to do Fables and read that. I got up to, I got pretty far in it. And I never got very far in Jack of Fables, but I kind of want to read the two of them together. If you guys have, if we haven't talked about Fables in a long time, it's, or if we haven't talked about it since you started listening to the show, Fables is a comic book series from Vertigo when Vertigo was still a thing. I don't think it's a thing anymore. Um, and it's the idea that all of these fairy tale characters, Snow White, Beauty and the Beast, um, Humpty Dumpty, you know, just anything, the Three Little Pigs, anything that came from fairy tales or literature that's free domain, um, they got chased out of their homelands by something called the adversary. They really don't know what the adversary is. They just know it's just this horde of evil that kind of chases them all out of where they live. And many died, many got trapped there, but a lot of them got out. And so if they're human looking, they live in a sky rise in uh, New York city, or if they can, you know, if they're not human looking, but they can buy an enchantment or, you know, magically make themselves human looking, then they can, they can chill in, in New York city. And then anybody who is not human looking, um, like the dish that ran away with a spoon, both of them, or the um, playing cards from Alice in Wonderland, or the three bears or the three pigs, they're all on a place called the farm up in upstate New York. And so that's where all the fables are, are divided up. And so it's just these really crazy interactions between these characters. And it's urban fantasy, which I absolutely love. And it is fairy tales, which I absolutely love. And it's just a really cool melding of all of these stories and ideas. So I absolutely love fables. I just never finish it. Like it's so hard for me to finish things. Um, I just put Hawkeye on that list because I don't think, I, I really don't think I ever finished the, the run that the series is based on. And then the last thing, and some of you can absolutely hate me for not, not, having finished this is I think we got to episode four of the Mandalorian and have not watched the rest of the series at all. Mostly because my husband was not big into the very Western like feel of it and doesn't care about star Wars to begin with. So trying to watch it with him was not, he was not interested. So I do, I think want to try and get through at least the first season, if not both seasons. Uh, how how was the second season? You guys will have to weigh in. I don't remember if people loved it, if people were like, it was okay, but season one was better. I'm, I don't remember what the feedback was on that. It kind of, kind of drifted off into that never, never. So, um, yeah, if you have, if you have thoughts or ideas on Mandalorian and where I should put that in my, uh, I'm going to catch up on stuff list. Let me know. 
And then I want to play a couple of, I want to get back into a couple of video games. I miss World of Warcraft conceptually, but I just don't have it in me right now to go back into the game. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the negativity surrounding the company. I don't know if it's because I just feel like it's repetitive at this point, you know, and I don't really need that familiarity right now. And I'm just waiting to, you know, need something familiar to to pull me back in. Um, But I got to say, I absolutely love and I gushed about my guild that I was in before I stopped playing uh, Shadow Company. I think they're on Dalaran. I could be wrong, but I think that's tall. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to log in to see which server they're on. But I um, I got a message from the guild leader, and I haven't, I haven't been in the game since March. It's been almost, at this point, nine months since I've been in the game. And she did a check-in. She was just like, hey, how's it going? We haven't heard from you. Um, we're not kicking you out of the guild or anything. We just wanted to make sure you're okay and see how life is and how's everything going. It just, you know, it was very nice. Like, it was nice that, you know, I didn't have a huge long history with this guild. I had, you know, several really good months, like maybe, maybe close to nine months. And, you know, it was very cool for somebody to reach out and say, hey, you know, your presence is missed and we hope you're okay. And I thought that was really neat. So, I mean, mo- more than anything, because of that interaction, I'm like, I really should motivate myself to get back into World of Warcraft, even if I'm just putzing around and talking to people online. I think it would be um, helpful. I think it would be nice to to reconnect with some some of those people. And then I'm all excited about, since the, the Ghostbuster episode that we did, was it last week? I think it was last week. Well, the last the last episode we did, I think, was... Ghostbusters. And I, I am all about like, that is my mission above everything else. That is my mission over um, Christmas break is I've got three weeks. I'm very lucky. The school I'm the school district I'm in right now used to have a, a bunch of the schools were year round. And when they decided to squish it all back into one calendar, they decided, well, our compromises for the year round people um, we'll give everybody three weeks at Christmas and two weeks at spring break. So I only get a very short, quick two months in the summer, but it's it's worth it. I'd take it that way over having an extra two weeks over the summer. It It's much nicer. But um, I have three weeks coming up, and so I really want to do a lot of Ghostbusters. I think that's probably the first thing on my priority list. And then either Fables... Or maybe leverage if I can if I can get myself back into that. Those are those are the those are the three things that I'm really looking forward to kind of delving into over my break. We're going up to Vancouver for five days between Christmas and New Year's. Um, I'm hoping that that will be as much of a. I know Matt will want to go and explore and check things out and see the sites, but I'm also hoping to get some just kind of away downtime from technology and I'm going to try and have all my editing done so I don't have to edit that week and um, just kind of get to a point where I'm actually enjoying being in Vancouver and not worrying about all the extra stuff. Cause I think I very, very much 
need that. So yeah, so that is what is going on with me. That's the odds and ends of Joe right now. <laughs> um, I want to give a big shout out to, first of all, Navi from Shadow Company and for reaching out and saying hello. But I also want to give a big shout out to everybody on Slack and all of you who constantly weigh in and check in and see how everything's going and contribute your ideas and your excitement and your just your positive energy. And I want to thank you guys for all you do to keep me going with the podcast. So uh, that's the big thing. I was like, I, I want a podcast. I just don't want to talk to anybody. What is singing in my background? I don't know what that was, but something was singing in the background. So sorry about that. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah. So thank you guys for for being there and for being positive and for creating a great community for us and for the geek to geek Network. Um, like I said, I wanted to put out an episode today, but I just didn't want to people. And so you'll have to let me know how this went. I know it was just me rambling, but I tried to keep as little... Um, tangents off as possible. So you'll have to let me know. I don't, I do not, do not worry. This is not going to become the format. We have Ray. I just got a message from Ray last night or this morning um, that uh, he messaged me overnight on, um, on Facebook and said, Hey, yeah, I can't, I can't do anything this weekend, but I should be back to um, be available next week to record. And so I think we'll be doing, I think next week is Spider-Man. I think that's what we're doing, but yes, he's coming back. So you don't have to worry. This is not, this is not the new format. This was just, this is just me wanting to get content out, but not wanting to people. And so you'll have to let me know how it was. So if we have other situations like this, if it's a yes, please do that. Or no joke, that was painful. Don't ever do that again. And I'm fine with it either way. You were not going to hurt my feelings. Um, so like I said, coming up next week, we are going to be covering, I believe, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which I'm excited about. I'm, I'm kind of not tuned into the fact that it's already here and I haven't been watching a lot of the trailers. So I'm not like, oh my God, it's this and that. I'm like, I, I think I've taken a big step back from all the theory crafting that we've done. I haven't had rate of theory craft with, so I haven't been like, oh, and then this happened. I'm just trying to enjoy the movies and the series as they come and not be all about what does this say about the next thing and what does this say about the universe as a whole, just trying to enjoy it as it comes. So that's where we are with that. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek2Dude is a proud member of the Geek2Geek Network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows, the Geek2Geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdberg Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, As the Dice Roll, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and Sometimes Rob, as well as our newest podcast. This may be an old version of this script, but I think our newest podcast, Farming Simulated. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J, Bama Shocks, Troidal Power, Gein, and Nixie. I have been neglecting Nixie. She's been, I think, part of the network for a good month. So, pardon me, Nixie. I apologize for leaving you off. I knew you were here. I just did not remember what your name was. 
So now it's in the notes and I will be sure to remember it from now on. Um, make sure to join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grace. And that's it for this week. Thanks again for putting up with this little experiment. Again, please let me know how it went. And if you're like, never do this again, you are not going to at all hurt my feelings. So honesty is the best policy on this one. But that's it. So until next time, when we have Ray back, finally. Very, very much looking excited, looking forward to and excited to catch up with him. Uh, until next week, remember this week, keep it geek. Geek.